Welcome, ladies, to the last episode of our little summer mini-series where we've been talking about relationships. We have talked so far about relationship with self, speaking about spiritual gifts and who God gifted us to be, and relationship with others in the context of love languages. And today we're going to be talking about our relationship with God. So as Christians, hopefully we've come to understand that relationship is part of what sets christianity apart absolutely we have a living god one who knows us and longs to be known by us Mm -hmm. so we are going to be talking specifically about how we can know him even more personally by knowing some of his many names I love that, Stephanie. You know, for many years, I've wanted to study and take time to learn all the names of God. And what I've come to understand is there are a lot of names Mm -hmm. for God. But some of them that I have had the opportunity to dig down into and to really um, study about and learn to pray have become so very special to me. And so I'm so excited that we get to talk about this today. Me too. I noticed in study that Each time God revealed one of his names in the Bible, it was accompanied by some experience where he met a need. So Mm -hmm. whether it was loneliness or physical need or healing or hope, he has a name to fit whatever situation we're in. That's wonderful. And I think sometimes I was starting to learn him by name, even before I knew what the name was, if that makes sense. Through studying some of these, I think I, I really got to discover that. So I think it would be best if we start with the first mention of God in the Bible, and that starts right at Genesis chapter one. He is our Elohim. He is our creator God. So if you read in Genesis 1, in in verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. In other words, there was a lot of nothing. And Elohim, the creator, said, Let there be light. And there was light. And we would go on and read, With everything that Elohim, our creator, God, made, he then would say, It was very good. And, um, you know, when we stop and we think about, I think a lot of us can think of God as he is who created the earth. And I think that's kind of easy, easy for us to think about. But not only did God create the world, but he also made man and woman in his image. How do we make that personal? How do we take that um, and let that become something that grows in our relationship with him? How should this shape the way that we pray or the way we live our lives or the way that we steward this world that he's given us, right? Um, We never stop being an image bearer of God. We just sometimes forget that we are Mm -hmm. or we don't think about it, right? Mm -hmm. And so we should be praying in ways to remind us that we are part of of a physical creation that was created in order to cry out glory to him. I think one way to pray it over my life would be a cry to help me to remember 
to stop and see the beauty. We've mm. talked about rest before. We've talked about slowing down. Sometimes when we're moving so fast is when we don't notice what's right around us. Mm. So a cry to help me not be moving so quickly that I miss it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Going back to nature is the easiest way for me to enjoy the beauty that's around me, but there are people that God has gifted with creativity. So while he created something out of nothing, he's mm. given, you know, architects, these brilliant minds to make beautiful buildings in all these big cities. So mm. there's, there's beauty everywhere, but also like you in your garden, you put a lot of work into cultivating that mm. and everything, but you didn't make any of it from scratch. Yes. So remembering that all of that, even though you're putting in that work and enjoying that, like you said, it points you back. If you really stop and think about the miracle of all of that, we've talked about this before, how weeds have a purpose and how the pollinators have a purpose to make all these things beautiful. And there's a creator God who designed everything. He didn't just make this world beautiful for our enjoyment. He also enjoys the beauty around us. And it's so like simple and relatable to think of a God that sits there and looks at the sunset and enjoys it. It's <laughs> wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, he could have made the world monochrome, but he didn't. Um, God created the world and everything in it with such beauty. And while yes, he did this for his own enjoyment. He also did it for, for himself to be magnified for people to see him in the beauty of this creation. So speaking of God enjoying his creation as well, um, it says in Genesis that he used to walk through the garden with mm. Adam and Eve. And I just love picturing that when I go outside for a walk or something like that. Yeah. But um, the name I want to focus on out of all of them, I mean, there are some strong names. If you look at a list, there's, you know, the Lord, our provider, the Lord, our warrior, all these strong names. But the one I think... I would hope to experience the most personally, and I would hope and pray for everyone to experience the most personally, is friend. Mm. He calls us friend. I love that. And there's just this great like juxtaposition that while all the other names remind us that he is omniscient, powerful, worthy, deserving of the highest reverence, that same God wants to be our friend. That's amazing. And I just love that. <laughs> it's wonderful. It really is wonderful. I love that. Something that's so easy to forget then too is friendship goes both ways too mm. though. It's not just that God is our friend and that is so neat that we have this great friend in God. But friends look out for each other's interests. Mm. They trust each other, mourn together, celebrate together. And so for us to be God's friend means that we are someone who's seeking his good and to further his purpose mm. in this world too. Mm. So we are God's friend by building his kingdom together with him here on this earth. That's great. I think practically when I think of um, some needs that I see in women in particular and young girls, um, one of the places that we feel I don't know, maybe most lonely is, is in friendship. Mm -hmm. um, you'll often see, well, you'll experience it when Nobly goes to school um, and she'll come home and she'll have a friend that she's made 
And then one day, um, there's going to be a group of girls who don't invite her to do something, Mm. right? And we see that even with grown adult women who feel like either they don't have um, their own little tribe, right? Or their own group they don't feel a part of and they feel lonely. And I think this speaks volumes to me about, yes, we need community and we need connection. We all do. We're created for that. But God wants to be our friend. He is the only person who will ever fill that void that we feel when we are focusing on some group not inviting or including us to be a part of it. And I don't know. I don't think that's those are very spiritual thoughts, but it is the way we as women are. We, mm-hmm. we focus on whether or not we're a part of something. So I want to encourage everybody today to think about God is our friend and he He is a friend like no other. The Bible says, greater love hath no man than this, than he laid down his life for his friend. And that's what God has done for us. And what a wonderful friendship we can have when we pray and in prayer realize we are talking to the best friend we'll ever have. Mm -hmm. And so how can we practically pray this into our life or over our life and and to incorporate that into the way that we think about our relationship with God um, and even turn that outwards towards others who maybe we see other people struggling to find a place to fit in. And I often tell people this too. Often when we want to have friends and be part of a group, we need to step out and be a friend. Mm. And we can be the kind of friend Jesus is to us, to somebody else. And quickly, our little tribe will grow because people are going to gravitate to someone who is who gives you the benefit of the doubt, who loves without envying what you have. People will gravitate to someone who is patient and kind. And these are um, the reflections that we can demonstrate of who Jesus is into relationships of our own. It kind of makes me think of that song with the lyric that says, let me tell you about my Jesus. Mm. You can tell people your testimony, but there's something about being a friend like Jesus and loving like Jesus that helps other people experience it for themselves. And there's no replacement for experiencing Jesus yourself. That's right. And so that's if being a friend like Jesus is a stepping stone to introducing someone else to Jesus so that they can personally experience a friendship with him, then that's really special. And that's That's something to pray for. That's right. The next name of God that I want to talk about is really, um, it's really special and important to me. And it's something that God has really taught me. Um, But he taught it to me um, through the loss of a friendship. And, um, it was a really painful time for me. Um, and I want to talk about where it shows up in scripture first. Um, uh, in Genesis chapter 16, Sarah and Abram are, um, trying to work out for themselves the promise that God made for them, that they would have a son. 
And um, if you're familiar with that, you know that Sarah was like 99 years old and the angel had come and said, you're going to have a son. And she and her husband couldn't figure that out. So they tried to work that detail out for themselves. And Sarah gave Abram um, her slave, whose name was Hagar. And almost instantly, once Hagar was pregnant, Sarah hated her. And there was a jealousy there. And Sarah began to mistreat Hagar. And um, we read in chapter 16 that because she's being abused and mistreated by Sarah, Hagar runs off and goes to um, the wilderness, I guess, to just die. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, there in the wilderness, Scripture says in verse 9 that the angel of the Lord says, What are you doing here, Hagar? And she says, I'm running away from my mistress. And the angel says, you go back and you submit to her. And then he promises her this. He says, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. Then he says, you are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son and you will give him the name Ishmael for the Lord has heard of your misery. And here she gives this name to the Lord. She says, you are the God who sees me. And Stephanie, I know that I shared um, some this personal experience with you. And what really stands out to me is I remember, and I don't, I don't want to go into all the details um, because it's personal. Um, and, but I remember sitting in my car in the parking lot over at Lowe's Foods and crying and crying out to God, God, don't you see me? Don't you see what's happening to me? And I remember God clearly giving me a peace that night that he saw me and he loved me and he taught me that sometimes friends are for a season. And I can be grateful for the season that I had. I don't always understand why the friendship ended but I can be grateful that it was there and I can be grateful that God has other plans and brings other people into my life. I'm going to, I'm going to put some of my people out on blast. Um, some of the, some of my girls in my village will say our village is full. We don't need anybody else. And that's just a protective mechanism, right? You ever known people that are very, clicky. They don't want to branch out and let other people come in. It's a protection mode. Um, And I just want to encourage women to see, man, what if I were that way and I had never made a friendship with you, Stephanie? Look what God has done with this sweet friendship. What has blossomed into a ministry from a friendship? And so I just want to encourage our listeners today and from a very practical standpoint of God sees you When you feel like you are in a place that he's forgotten about you, he's there. He's watching you. He's probably weeping with you. um, And he loves you. And just be patient. He will bring someone or he will bring his plan together for your good. And praise him for the seasons that he has given you. You never know who's going to step up sometimes either. And it really 
God really surprises you sometimes with who he's put in your life or maybe someone was there all along and then stepped up in a way that you didn't yeah. expect. Yeah. Um, the name that stood out to me, the one I said that I thought I was getting to know even before I actually knew the spelling of the name mm. was Jehovah Nisi. Mm. And it means the Lord, my banner in a time where a consequence of some poor decisions on my part meant some broken and hurt relationships as well, mm. both in my marriage and in a couple of friendships. I just remember the devil whispering, not always whispering, sometimes yelling mm. in my ear every day for months that I didn't have a leg to stand on and I didn't deserve to fight for those relationships. Mm. And the hard part was that he was right. I don't deserve any of the relationships that I have. But I just realized that broken relationships are a win in the devil's column. And mm. so I just felt so convicted about it not being my battle anymore, but a battle for God's kingdom to fight for relationships that I didn't have any right to fight for. Mm. And there were people fighting alongside me all the same too. And these people are human and they didn't do everything perfectly. But the fact that these were people fighting under God's banner as well was really important. They didn't pick sides. Mm. They never said someone's right and someone's wrong. They just said, we want to see victory here. And the story where it shows up in the Bible is in Exodus 17, 8 through 14. Mm. And the Israelites have come out of Egypt and they're being attacked. And Moses sends people out to fight. And he and two other people go up to the top of a hill. And whenever Moses holds up his hands, Israel is prevailing. And whenever he lowers his hands, their enemies are prevailing. So obviously he grows tired and weary mm. of doing this. So the two other men take a stone, set it under him so he can sit, and they literally hold his hands up, mm. one on either side of him. And I just felt like that was me during those months with the people around me holding up my hands for me when I was too tired to do it. It's just beautiful. <laughs> and it was really beautiful to see. And in this case, they were not people that surprised me. They were people that I knew had been there all along. But sometimes they really, they really do. And another part of this that I love is that they win the battle. Then the Lord tells Moses in verse 14 to write it down as a memorial in a book and recite it so that it is not forgotten. And I just think... One of the ways that I pray this name, Jehovah Nisi, over my life is both in thanks for the times I've been through, but also that I will remember and that I will be able to find ways to tell um, my daughter about some of the victories that God has had in my life and celebrate the ones he will have in her life as well. That's wonderful. I love that. And I love that vision of Aaron and her holding up Moses's arms and thinking of being a burden bearer for mm. someone else. And what's our most powerful way to do that is praying, mm. is praying over and for people. 
And there is so much power in prayer. Mm. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I was, I know that's sometimes it's really difficult to be vulnerable. And um, I appreciate that both of us were willing to do that today. I don't know if the listeners understand how difficult it can be, Mm. Um, but thank you for sharing that. We keep a box of tissues on our (laughs) podcasting desk (laughs) and we use them. Yes, we hope you don't hear us sniffing. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing that it's nothing, no victory of mine. It was a victory for God's kingdom that, you know, relationships could be restored and um, things like this celebrated and remembered. Well, Stephanie, I think it's important that we do share with others our personal experiences because that's really how we've come to know who God is. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think of um, Job in the book of Job at the end. He says, I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes have seen you. Job experienced God in the worst events that could ever have happened in his life, one on top of another. And what he says at the end of the book is, I had heard of you before and I knew about you, but now I've really seen you because I've seen your glory in my life. And so it's so important um, for us to be able to share with other people how Jesus has shown up in our life. Hmm. So our prayer for each of us is that we would experience him in situations that we are in and that we would know him both as Savior and as friend. Well, and Stephanie, you know, we're getting ready to kick off season five of The Gathering, and I'm so very much excited about that. And we have, of course, a new theme, and we have a lot of fun speakers, and we've got new merchandise coming out. Just stay tuned. You just don't want to miss out on anything. I'm afraid if I talk too much more, I'm going to give something away. (laughs) 